And I'm Ryan Wilson. I'm Cameron Walsh. And this week, as promised, we're going to preview the divisions of the NHL prior to the start of the season, which is, I believe, in six I, days. I, oh, Penguins and Eight Days. Oh, well, yes. Leagues <sighs> on the twelfth. So yeah, so I haven't I haven't thought about the league. It's just like, where is Game One? Right. So. Um, Apologies in advance. Um, my schedule today changed last minute, so we're a little bit more pinched for time than uh, we usually are for the divisional previews. But um, we're going to stick to the West today, and we're going to start with the Central because I just think that that one, we could potentially talk a little bit more about the Central than the Pacific this year. So uh, what are your general thoughts about the Central Division? Uh, it's the most call and pick them sort of a division like you get there and you can re- you can realistically think that chicago might have a drop off right we've discussed reasons for that over the off season st louis have every reason to believe that they'll move forward but you never know whether jake allen's actually going to get his snake eyes or not then you've got the goaltending debacle in, in dallas and then you've got the pk suban effect in, in nashville that's not discounting the fact that winnipeg are going to be better Colorado should be better just by the fact they don't have a dodgy coach. And then there's, there's you know, Minnesota with Boudreau. So it's a fascinating central division. All right, so that's that. We move on to the Pacific. <laughs> 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 no, I – and we're going to get it – hopefully get into all of that. Um, the way I see it, I see one team that I think does stick out a little bit more this year. Five teams, good luck picking the order, and then there's – the seventh team that I think is going to improve, but not enough. But not enough. That. I, I think this is the best division in hockey. Who's your, who's your head and shoulders team then? Okay, we'll start there. I think it's Nashville. They were a top five possession team last year, and they traded Shea Weber for P.K. Subban. They're only going to be better. I just want them to be better just – there's that little bit of me that just wants to have Nashville be better because of Subban and just to get there and give all the anti-stats people the big middle finger and just go, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to be that abrasive about it, but I think there is a, a, an improvement, uh, certainly for the long term. I don't think that's debatable. It's just a matter of within the right now, this season, Shea Weber is still a productive NHL player. His contract yeah, oh, yeah, is just terrible. But P.K. Subban is a better player than him right now. It's just how much. He fits this Nashville system a lot better than what he fit into what Montreal were wanting. Well, what is that system in Montreal? (laughs) Moving away from that conversation, but yes, him in Nashville is great. I think the only thing that could submarine them is Pekka, to be perfectly honest. Everything else seems to be convalescing into a really, really good unit and a really good thing. You just hope that, that Pekka doesn't sink him. I think that's a fair concern. I was looking at his high danger save percentage the last few years. It's, it's gone backwards, isn't it? It's bad. It's like out of goalies that have played 2,000 minutes, uh, I forget the number of years I used, three, four, or five. He's 55th out of 63 goalies. Yeah, it's, that's not good enough for a team that wants to compete. Look what happened to Dallas. And high danger save percentage isn't like the only thing that matters. But when we look at low danger and medium danger and we don't see too much variance in that, 
high danger is kind of where the skill is of goaltending, and he has not showcased any skill whatsoever in that area, and that's concerning. Particularly with the way Laviolette likes his hockey teams to play, they're going to give up high danger shots. That that's the reality of, of of what they are and what they do, and that will just happen with Subban on the team. He's going to try and be creative in the back end a little more than Weber, and it's going to create turnovers on the odd occasion. So they're the bailouts you want the high danger danger saves to to be made on. I suppose would be those egregious turnovers. Furthermore, even if you were in a conservative Ken Hitchcock style system, that's snuffing everybody out. 55th out of 63 is still really bad, and you're going to have a negative impact there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're in a lose-lose situation there. Totally agree. But they've done some nice things over the the last few years outside of the Subban thing. Just Philip Forsberg turning in one of the best wingers in the league. James Neal can score goals. Trading Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson was uh, trading from strength to get something they literally did not have. I think he's going to be better for them this year. Uh, Colin Wilson and um, Craig Smith are, are solid players. I, I really like the roster. Their defense is great. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, you haven't even mentioned Roman Yossi yet. No, or Ekholm or Ellis, and they're all yeah on longer term contracts that are really good. And I have would no you, problem with Matt Carl playing in a bottom pairing role. Would you look at that top four as a unit and go, that's close to the best top four in the league? Because I, I can't think of one off the top of my head that would be better than that as a top four unit. I think that's that's totally fair to, to put them up there. Uh, I don't think Pittsburgh's is maybe not quite there, but I think um, Latang, Dumoulin, Mata, and Daly is good, but maybe not quite that. See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even have – you mentioned Pittsburgh, but I wouldn't have even thought that Pittsburgh's was close in regards to how highly I think of, of the Nashville back four. It depends I mean, on how high you think of Dumoulin. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. I, I get that. I, I get that point. Minnesota just, you, is good. I just, you get there. So if you look at it in regards to one-for-one one matchups, you go Latang, Subban, Yossi, Dumoulin, and I think that gap there is the one that does me in for the comparatives, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. Um, yeah. Chicago, depending on your opinion of Seabrook, I think Keith, Campbell, and Chalmerson is as good as the top three gets. Yeah, and, and you're right. The the fall off of, of Seabrook is what would put them in the conversation for a top four. But perception yeah, of get... Seabrook is not that. No, but I get what you're saying. I, I fully get what you mean. So, right or wrong, I guess that's the theme of this division. I think Nashville, cream of the crop going into this year. And that's amazing because they were 13 points behind Dallas last year. Correct, but... <laughs> You know, Dallas kind of maxed out with um, what they had. Well, Dallas, um, as well, well, I suppose we can transition to Dallas. I believe just in just my, Dallas. Yeah. my Hockey Buzz article, I had them second overall, maybe. I, maybe. See, it goes to show you, I can't even remember <laughs> which the, teams were in the, what order. Yeah, they were the second point, for me. The point you did make, though, in that article is a real valid one. Can the defenseman get the pucks to the forwards with enough speed and control so that they can make up for the fact that the goalies stink? Well, not only that, the strength of their team is they really have some awesome forwards, 
And last year you had uh, Goligoski and Demers moving the puck up to them. Well, they lost both those players. How much of an impact is it going to have to the forwards so that instead of chasing pucks or being flat-footed in the neutral zone, are they going to be able to keep on hammering forward the way that they were last year? Um, you want to have that ability to, 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 to wheel out a little early because you can rely on your defender to either get the puck, recover the puck, uh, chip the puck out into an open spot, or at least hit you with an outlet pass. Now, Dan Hamus is a nice um, person to pick up after you lose those guys. Um, he, he's certainly competent. Uh, they're going to need uh, some of their younger guys, the Stephen Johns or Essa Lindell, to, to step up to the plate here. I want to say Essa Lindell made Finland's World Cup team. I don't know how much he played, but like you know, at least he's on a radar somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to pass on knowing about that one. That one's the only reason I know of him is when I did that Vegas stuff. Yeah, I know. And I, I had know. to, <laughs> had to <laughs> you know, pretend to know every prospect in the entire NHL. Good luck with that. But there are a lot of positive things uh, said about him. So s- players like that are going to have to step into those Goligoski Demers roles in order for them to keep cranking forward. Because as we've mentioned many times, I can't trust that goaltending tandem as far as I can throw him. No. Is the loss of Natushkin going to be a problem? No, because Hudler fixes that. Oh, he does too. Good point. Now, Jeez, it just shows they could you how be, deep they are. They could be Nachushkin and Hudler. That would be even better, but that's not the yeah, case. They did right. a great Hudler job filling that gap. They did an awesome job. You're exactly job. right. Because he's a, uh even-strength point-producing monster. And, uh, yeah. you know, I and he's not going to get power play I, time anyway. Uh, I spoke a lot about how I wanted Hudler on Pittsburgh, on Malkin's line. And so why wouldn't I feel the same about him with Sagan or Spezza? I do feel exactly. the same way. It's a great, it's a great. <laughs> so, I think the best thing with a guy like Hoodler though is he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna pile on points without having to have power play time to do it, and well, that's, that's important because there. he's, he's not gonna get any power play time. That's the challenge. Might in a pinch, and he can, but you're right, and that's what makes him valuable, in my opinion. So, I have them second. I mean. When we talk about the, this grouping of five teams, or shit, you could even throw Nashville in there, even though I've said that I think they're above it. Um, I don't know. Be my guest. Criticize where we put these teams, because none of us can claim to be right. This division is going to be a shit show how it plays out. Yep. So I, people getting all upset over where you place these teams. It's like, well, you got to place these teams somewhere. It, it will. It, it's one of those things where it would not surprise me if the sixth team in this division gets more points than the third team in the Pacific. Wouldn't surprise me. It could happen. I It'd think there's tough. a strong case that they send five again from this division. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's. I suppose the thing with Chicago, you know how we both kind of think that Chicago might fall off a little bit from what they have been. Is it is it going to be the Seabrook problem that's going to do them in in regards to instead of having a really good top four, they have a brilliant top two and a okay second pairing in the well, back end, and well, that's me, what's going to burn them? Let me say this. I w- was thinking about leaving Chicago out of the playoff picture this year prior to that yeah, Campbell, Campbell. signing. 
Wow. That's that, the, that's that changes exciting, that dynamic so much. Because without him there, oh boy. It gets pretty thin pretty quick, doesn't it? Because what do you do? Keith Seabrook and then Chalmerson gets a young guy and then the bottom pairing is hold on to your hats. Well, hold on to your hats is about right, isn't it? Um, but Campbell being there, I mean, you could put him with Seabrook and that's totally fine because Campbell still kicks ass. So I actually have Chicago fourth, but we can talk about them right now. Um, see, they kind of... It's tough talking about Chicago and being critical because of the, the three cups and all, but them navigating the salary cap is a very difficult proposition moving forward because, we, as we've said before, that the Kane and Taves 10.5 mil contracts, well, guess what? That's, that's big boy money. It's a lot more than 6 mil apiece. In fact, one guy's contract's almost as much as the 12 million yeah, combined that they had. And yeah, they've gotten tough. into the habit lately of doing the little rental game that Pittsburgh used to do. So they've traded first-round picks for Vermet and Ladd with varying success. I mean, I, they won the cup with Vermet, and I know he scored one uh, a, a big goal, but they didn't need him to to, to win, win that, that cup. Yeah, that wasn't good value trading that away. And they gave away Marco Dano, who they got for Brandon Saad. Part of the reason I was like okay with them moving Saad was Dano, and they basically turned it into a failed rental. Yeah, that's probably not the best asset management, but the argument will be they want a cup with it. Tara Vinen's gone because Bickle's contract was bad. Yeah, Shaw's gone, but that's not necessarily no, but like, a bad thing. Toivu Teravainen is a good guy to have yeah. on your team at, at cheap, but because Bickle's contract was unmovable, they had to package it together to Carolina, and, you know, that doesn't make them better. No, no, and that's the that's the the negative of that. So it, it's got to be tough. Trying to, it's easy for us in the cheap seats at times to go. You shouldn't have signed this person for this amount, but you must get emotional attachments. I think it's a lot really, of people were saying that about uh, Bickle and Kruger. Be careful here. You don't need to dive in on these players. Yeah, and and that's all. You just. You know, these are professionals doing this as their job, right? This is what they're supposed to be good at, and emotion still gets the better of them. Uh, I hate to say it, but I think mild, let me stress mild, mild concerns about Hosa not being quite where he's always been, which everybody takes for granted. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying, and that sucks because he's so much fun to watch. He's still he's good. good. He doesn't have the His yeah, floor is still good. Even... How much of great yeah. are we getting now? So Taves had a bad year uh, for for someone like him. Like his point production wasn't great last year. Kane obviously point production awesome. Yeah. Um, but they, they, I suppose they're gonna have to rely on him and the bread man just picking up where they left off and just dominating. Because like if if Hosa and Taves have the same uh, counting numbers sort of the year that they had last year, Chicago might struggle to score. They're, they're an injury away from being in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, you say that about a lot of teams, can't you? But you're right. You are right. If yeah, but when the, the standard same, for them is cup contention. Cup or nothing. Yeah, and that's that's the 
it's the thing you are sort of we are picking at them from a high perch so a drop off for them might not be that bad for other teams but for them it's it's a drop off from having a chance at winning a cup so it's a it's a tough line that they've got to try and tread isn't it they they could find themselves out of the playoffs in this division well yeah that doesn't mean it's likely but like other years you'd be like yeah right and you'd be right about that but this year (laughs) i don't know there's a lot of good teams in this division and if something goes wrong if let's say Corey crawford gets hurt um injuries are always playing into this obviously you could like you said say this about any team but the the depth isn't where it was for chicago they don't have as much wiggle room anymore yeah, that's the best point. I, in other years, they had wiggle room. They had a chance to have Patrick Kane break his goddamn collarbone and come back in time and and benefit be them for the trade deadline. And yeah, ignore <laughs> ignore that part of it. But the team was that good; they could deal without him for that long. They can't do that that's, this year. I don't no. think. So I, I, I hey could prove us wrong, but I would be very surprised if that was the case. So, anything else on them? No. So my. Surprise team, I suppose. I have them third, and a lot of people are probably going to disagree with that. Uh, I, I'm going with the Bruce Boudreaux uh, effect with I Minnesota. I knew you were going to have him. Yeah, I knew that was going to be the case. They have a good team. Okay roster. It's it's really – they lack star power, but Bruce is going to come in there, and he's going to do what he does. Possession's going to start ticking up, and – Everywhere he's gone, and it's not going to be the case this year, when he's coached a full year, they've won the division. All right, so my, my biggest thing here is they're going to get more shot volume, right? Do they have enough skill on that team to put the puck in the net more with the higher volume? By committee, yes. By committee. All right, because you get there and I go, who are the sharpshooters? And you go, well, Parise can put the puck in the net. Um, Vanek's not there anymore. Koivu um, in, a, in a positive possession scheme will do uh, his playmaking thing. Pominville can score. He's got a great shot. No, I know. It's just he's got to be put in a situation to the do key, it. And you're right. The key for me here is the Coyle-Granlund combo. It's time for them to take the next step. Under Bruce they Boudreau? Don't toast. Yeah. I think maybe. Yes. Yes, it will happen. Yep. Niederreiter is a good player. Um, Eric Stahl, I like that signing a lot. Eric Stahl had to be the guy in Carolina. He don't have to be nobody up in Minnesota other than show up, play on the wing, maybe center line, and, and just, you know, he gets a nice fresh start. I, I like that signing. So if you're Bruce Boudreau, do you try and get Ryan Suter's minutes down to around about 24? Absolutely, because they have a great defense core. Suter, Sturgeon, Brody, and Scandella, Dumba is five competent defensemen, totally. There's no reason for him to be playing 30 minutes. It's asinine. And his production suffers as a, as a result of it. Suter can still probably be a higher-end player, but they've run him into the ground so bad that it, he hasn't – I don't think he's been at that level for a little bit. That's why I asked the question. I think every, I can't argue with anything you said there. That makes absolutely perfect sense. You just hope that that's what actually happens. Now, this I'll say about Minnesota. I don't like their long-term – future much at all but we're in the now so yeah it's a good point it is definitely a now roster isn't it and it's not the best now roster out there hence third place is people are going to scoff at it (laughs) so 
You're putting a lot into that. You are putting a lot into the Corsi monster of a coach, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I think that yep. they were about 20th in possession last year, and they made the playoffs, so what if they get 10th? Yeah, do you, are we going to get league average Devin Dubnik, or are we going to yeah, get... Yeah, I don't see why not. He's he's not bad. He's, no, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like if, don't if expect they get him league to save average, your ass, but... Well, yeah, not like the year that he did save their ass. Um, yeah, that's all they need in net is somebody that's competent, somebody that's league average. If they get more than that, they probably win three or four more games than you expect. The one interesting player when I was looking through the team stats from last year, Eric Halla led them in points per 60 at 1.97. And that was in 76 so, games. So that's a large so enough sample to be like, hey, what's going on here? So, is, are you t- like two, two points per sixty is first top line first line? So, are you telling me they don't have any first line producers at all on that team? He's it. <laughs> yes, correct. Geez, that is by committee, isn't it? Yes, it will be by committee. That is your definition of by committee. <laughs> so that is amazing. But at the same time, if they lose a guy to injury, it's not as damning i guess true and usually with hockey you can make it's the sum of the parts that make the team but yeah they can't afford to lose hey they could miss the playoffs but i have them third so (laughs) well so if we get there and look at the order you've done this where the hell have you got st louis five okay explain to me how you think they're gonna have such a big drop off this i'm interested in i don't think it's gonna be a huge drop off I just think the five teams are going to be right within three, four points of one another. Yeah, okay. They, they just happen to be on the bum end of it. Yeah, that makes sense. So here's where I go. Here are my concerns with this. So they lose Brower and Backus, and we've bagged on the potential contracts they were going to get, especially Backus' contract in Boston. But that doesn't mean they weren't helpful in the now. Correct. So they lose that. Jaden Schwartz is out for the first eight weeks of the season. Is it that many weeks? Something like that. Wow. So, you know, are they getting Sabatka back? It doesn't look likely. Like, they have good some forwards I like a lot. Um, but there's just um, – I, I have concerns over what the heck happens with Shattenkirk. Well, that's a bit of a mess now. Are they going to keep him and let him walk? If they trade him, are they getting futures? Are they getting now? They're in an interesting little mess of a window, aren't they? Like, Pierco can step right in and take over that role. There's no doubt about that. But the reason that they were such a great team last year is because they had Piet Changelo, Bo Meester, Shattenkirk, and Pierco all, all on the same defense core. Yeah. So I have questions about the Shattenkirk situation. A lot of my hesitation is they lost two forwards that were very helpful. Uh, they were wise to not do those contracts, but that doesn't change the fact they don't have them anymore. No, it was the right thing to do to let them walk, but it doesn't actually help them for the upcoming season having them disappear. And quite frankly, the rush to get rid of Brian Elliott for reasons unknown to me. Uh, is this the Jake Allen show? What, what do I make of that? Well, it's it's make or break for the management and him. I mean, ownership would have every right to sit there and 
can all of that management if this thing flops because Jake Allen flops. Plus they have you know a weird I mean? coaching dynamic. No, look, it's because he plays the puck well. No, no, I'm saying like the the coaching dynamic in general. Oh, they, they do too because um, yeah, I've Yo's taking that. it over, but Yo and Hitchcock aren't really similar. How's no, are they going to mesh their philosophies and what if, if things start going wrong? And if it goes pear shaped early, you know, you could see Hitchcock, quote unquote, resigning, which will mean he's been told to go, but will give you the. Uh, honor of saying you decided to walk and then you've got a a team that's going to have to play a completely different way i just think the amount of questions were what drove me down that's i still think they're a very good team there's just a lot of questions that i'm i don't have the answers to right now no this is why we play the games we don't just look at spreadsheets yeah something like that um (laughs) So they could they could win the division. I don't know. Yeah. Right now they're yeah. five because someone had to be five. And I, right. I bumped so... Minnesota up. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, the next team I I really think's got a nice future going for it. Are we talking about the snowy 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 team? The non mountain one, yes. Yeah. Yeah, the Jets they, are good. I think they make the playoffs in any other division. Yeah, and I reckon they've probably got a better chance if they can work out what they're doing in net. Well, that's... Uh, Hellebuck should be in net. We know that's not going to be the case, but well, yes, I that's, agree. that's reality. Stop with Pavlik and you might get a chance at the playoffs. Just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> the forwards on this team, I wow, I like. Outside of their and fascination with Chris Thorber and everything else is pretty good. The other the other thing with Winnipeg is if they if they can keep Truba and make him happy and have him play, fantastic. If they can turn him into an asset that wants to be there and fill a need on the left hand side, all the better. So they certainly have options there um, trying to improve what they've got. And, and to get a chance to see Patrick Laine, um go nuts would be great. It's a big reason I have him six is I don't know what the hell is going to happen with Truba because yeah. either he needs to play, which doesn't look likely. He'll sit out until they trade him. What does the trade look like? Is it a for now trade? I know we talked about Ali Mata that, you know, just – spitballing who could fit that left defense that they're looking for. Uh, Morgan Riley, Jake Gardner, that kind of stuff. But what if that doesn't happen? What if they trade for a, a really great forward, but where does that leave their defense core? Yeah, Bufflin's great. Enstrom's great. Myers, eh. <laughs> Mark Stewart. Problem. What's Mark Stewart without Truba? Pretty bad player. Rob, Rob Skideri? Pretty much. Yeah. So that defense core without Truva goes from being okay, this is workable to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's a problem. Gets, but you look at the forwards. Quick. Mark Shifley is awesome. Very underrated. I think a lot of people got to get a little glimpse of how good he is when he got to play with McDavid and Matthews. 
Yeah. Blake Wheeler is one of the best wingers in the league, whether people want to say it or not. Brian Little's a very good center that nobody talks about. Matthew Perot, analytics darling, a great depth forward. Uh, Line A is going to be great. Uh, let's see what Marco Dano has. He's shown that he can produce at a high rate in a small sample when he was with Columbus. Nikolai Ellers is a, is a nice young prospect forward that's very talented. So from a forward standpoint, and I haven't even mentioned Kyle Connor yet because he's probably not ready, or Nick Patan. Um, a lot to like moving forward. It's just they're in the freaking hardest division in the league. Yeah, we need a little bit of a realignment <laughs> for them, basically. So what happens with Truba is going to drive their year, basically. It's amazing so much sort of rides on one player who's not a superstar player, but it does show you how Cogs... Yeah, but you can't just lose a top-four defenseman. No. Exactly. You're exactly right. A but legit it shows number you how, three. A legit number three, I would say. It, it does show you, though, that you, you pull someone out of a position and all of a sudden it's next man up, and that doesn't always work. And they don't have the depth to go next man up when they're pegging the back six. And that's where it all starts to hurt. So... You know, they could get lucky and get in. I, I really do think that they're bright future. That Them getting the second pick in the draft, wow, that, that was a nice present for missing out last year. Wow, yeah, that's a good point, actually. You kind of forget that they weren't that bad. No, but they're in the wrong division, and they got beat up pretty good. But they made a great trade for Ladd, and they continue to build. They're going to be okay. So, Just a question of, of they need a team above them to fall off the map. So quickly on Colorado. I think they'll improve. <laughs> they'll probably be the best last place team in the league. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Uh, their higher end players are going to see a bump because Patrick Waugh is not there. I think it's as simple as that. Nate McKinnon is awesome. Hopefully he can return to being awesome again. So Matt Duchesne, very good. Landis Cog, uh, different style than those two, but also very good. But past that, I mean, what, what on the forwards gets you excited there? They have three right. really good forwards. Jerome McGinley, Soderberg, Colburn, Como, uh, whatever. <laughs> it tiles off pretty quickly. Defensively, Tyson Berry, I'm very excited to see him minus Patrick Waugh. But Eric Johnson's... Uh, I guess could define average. Boschman passed his due date. Feder Tutin. Uh, Nikita Zadorov is a big key for them. They need him to step up. Yep. No uh, other way to sort of look at that. Jelenov's not a bad cheap signing. And Weirkoch is another uh, better move for them. But are we talking about moves that really move the needle in the division they're in? I don't, I, I don't think so. Not yet. No. Hey, look, if Valamov goes back to his Vesna winning thing, that this Colorado team throws a spanner in the entire thing. Is it do I don't know, I don't I don't think he'll I don't think he'll actually be able to be that good, but even if, hey, even it, if he is, is it enough? He got tw- this is, okay, so if you get there and go, he got twenty seven wins, I know it's a team stat, but we'll run with that. He goes back and, and becomes Vesna, I reckon it adds on at least you know, six or seven wins, it's 12 to 14 points. 
and that suddenly drags them up to like the 96 sort of point range. That's playoffs. So, well, we'll see. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not buying on that one. Oh, I don't blame you either. You know so what I'm saying. That's why I have them last and yeah. haven't done enough to. Um, again, best last place team in the league. They will be enjoyable to watch because it's not Patrick Wire and their their top end talent is top top end talent. So. Um, hopefully we'll get to see more out of those guys. Good watch, bad results. <laughs> so, um, so moving on to the Pacific, what uh, what do you see out there? I see a division. I was going to say splitting two, but it's it's not really. I mean, Vancouver can just languish at the bottom. They don't really matter. Um, yeah, I think we both agree. That's the what. Yeah. The, the blah of the blah they're they're in the worst situation in the nhl they don't think they want to rebuild but they can't because they're two stars they can't trade them they have to go together and who has the cap space or the assets to take them both on uh they think brandon sutter is a second line center good luck and um their defense (laughs) core is atrocious what what, uh, the tana very good edler good Past that, whatever. <laughs> so my question is, is Calgary going to be good enough to get one of the top three spots to make the playoffs? Because I think you and I both agree that five are going to get in from the central. They can, certainly. And it's it's the Elliott factor, you reckon? They were 30th in goaltending last year. I find it really hard to believe they'll be 30th again. Yep. Add Troy Brower to the team. Again, bad contract, but he's going to help in the now. Um, guys like Sam Bennett should be better. Johnny Goudreau, Ooh. they'll eventually sign him. Get, just give him his 8 mil and be done with it. Uh, he's a superstar as far as I'm concerned. Moynihan's a solid player. Frolik, you know, does his thing. He wanted Frolik. Did. Uh, Backlund's a good player. Yeah, the, the most is good. The defense core is good. Giordano, very good. Brody, very good. Dougie Hamilton, good. Dennis Weidman, fine in a four. Yeah, but not as a two. <laughs> uh, Yoki Paka, a nice depth guy. Yeah, you're the backup. Apparently, uh, Smead's out for the year. I didn't notice that when I wrote my thing. I think I did guess, see guess who was a bit reminded. of flack for that. <laughs> guess who was reminded. Um, Oh my God! I didn't know the ins and outs of Vladislav Smeed. Shut this fucking thing down. <laughs> um, so they're they're bound to be better, in my opinion. Better enough because better enough to knock Randy Carlisle's Anaheim Ducks out of the third spot. Uh, potentially, Randy Carlisle has a significant history of being an absolute drain on his teams. In fact, I believe um, Don't Tell Me About Hart had the worst 20 coaches of the last, since 07, and Carlisle leads that list of goals below average. Or, yeah. Goals above average. He was the last place coach. Just a... I mean, Anaheim have got issues enough trying to fit the players they want on their roster as it is. Like, you can't afford to, to lose a, a puck-moving defenseman on top of a coach that's not going to utilize those assets anyway. 
So I have concerns about Anaheim. Which I would never have said coming into the playoffs Man, last year. Man, they, um, they were really good last year, and they, they were heading in the right direction, and they've just kind of abandoned. They, they got unlucky with goaltending in some Game 7s, and they let and they let it really dictate their future. It's not going to work out for them. So I actually thought at the end of the playoffs that LA was were going to have a drop-off. I actually don't know if they will, and it's mainly because they always have the puck. I might not like the way they have it when they have the puck, but they always have the puck, and it's kind of hard to get scored on when you've got the puck all the time. Yeah, um, you we're both big on possession, clearly, but I, I continue to have concerns with LA and how they're going to score. Gabrick's out for eight weeks. How many games in eight weeks? Is it like is it like a quarter of the year? Is it like twenty games in eight weeks? It's a quarter of the season. It's a lot of games to be missing. Probably one of your best. Puts a lot on Jeff Carter, really, doesn't it? To just score basically. Kopitar, Carter, Toffoli. And what if one of them gets hurt? Yeah, you just. If you're an LA fan, you just sort of can't afford to, to think about that. I mean, look at the forward got... depth. What is there? I think you just mentioned it, didn't you? <laughs> Pretty much. Like you know? Trevor Lewis, Dwight King, Kyle Clifford is all a, bl- a ball of meh. Tanner Pearson maybe is sticks out a little bit more. I, I want to say he was the one that had the suspension. Higher... That was him. Oh yeah. Um, no, but his points per sixty was one point six eight. But, That's second line level, yeah. So he's okay. But Christopher Stieg was 1.60. He's gone. Milan Lucic was their second best guy, 2.04. He's gone. Everybody else was okay. This is where it gets real problematic for them. For Stieg was 1.60, which is third line. Even Gabrick was 1.24 last year. He wasn't really lighting it up. But his potential no, is so much higher right. than everybody else's. Everybody else is 1.23 or below. That's fourth-line level scoring. Yeah, that's that's not... So they, they just they win on sheer volume. They're going to have to keep doing that. Um, Dowdy Muzzin, great two defensemen, but past that it's... How, how much is Rob Scuderi going to play? Yeah, that's concerning on a few levels. But it shows you... It does show you why... They got Dean Lombardi uh, with the quick and the brown contract. And the no longer having Sasha Voynov. Good riddance to him, but yes. But this is the thing, though. Like They they got totally screwed over by trying to help a guy out in a situation that he shouldn't have been helped out in. Like, and then Mark that, that's where they're in the wind. Yeah, exactly. So was, yeah. We've Sorry. talked about that, though. Um, yeah. they're, they're youth coming up... Uh, I think they're getting Pittsburghed right now, where there's a gap between couldn't quite keep the band together, and the next band is uh, still in a garage sounding like shit. <laughs> Haven't quite got it out into the pub scene. Right? <laughs> sort of but they're in the right actually. division Yeah. To to get by. You know what? You're right. It is very Pittsburgh-like. You, 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 you're right. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way, but 
there is there is that timing gap. Like they're, they're good players is still look, Kopitar's maybe not going to be as well, it was a bit like Crosby and Melbourne, I suppose. They're not as awesome as they were when they were in their prime when Shiro screwed it all up. But they got a pay on ten mil now. Yeah, but this like but Kopitar's still awesome. And if those young guys can come through maybe a year earlier or six months earlier, then you know LA is still right in that right in that sweet spot, really. Dowdy's going to be great for ages, though. And I mean, like, he can cover for a lot of problems. Yeah, he's fantastic. Not Carlson fantastic, but fantastic. No, but you know, I don't want to have to bring up that every time you talk about Dowdy because he's he's really good, and I like watching he him is. play. And Muzzin's good, but Martinez, Green, McNabb, Gilbert, Scuderi, Trotman is what I'm looking at right now. And it's like, oh, all right. It starts to fit out, yeah. But they've always had shooting percentage problems. Who knows? They might have PDL on their side this year. They're going to have to. They could fall right out of the playoffs. Calgary's coming. Um, Anaheim's... They're they're lucky that Carlisle got hired, basically. So is that you and I basically agreeing that San Jose should win the division? Yeah, there's not much to add on that. Joe Thornton's probably going to continue to be Joey T. Uh, Marlowe has fallen off, but you still got Katura Pavelski. Um, and then they got a nice little supporting cast going on. Uh, Bodker, I'm not very high on him. Well, you've you've made it pretty clear that it, he's going to get no power play time, so he's going to get his points. He's like the reverse Yuri Hoodler. Yeah, and that's not where you you want to be. His, <laughs> his points per sixty on Anaheim, or sorry, it was this, Arizona. I believe it was the. But he ended Coyotes, with Colorado. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Colorado thinking they were a rental team. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> sums them up last year good uh he's 1.33 points per 60 that's fourth line level stuff for a guy that's supposed to be thought of in a different light altogether that's not good no i do think it's going to be vancouver arizona edmonton though bottom up from the bottom yeah that's how i have it arizona there's not really much to say there they're rebuilding they know they're rebuilding they're taking on some of their best, most expensive contracts are guys that are, aren't Datsuk, Boland, and Chris Pronger. <laughs> Come on. Jeez, two of those guys are going to the Hall of Fame. What a great team. I know, right? But that's where they are right now. They aren't <laughs> spending. They needed to artificially spend, and they did. There's not much other than Ekman Larson needs to keep doing great. Goligoski is going to be good for them. Uh, Zabinic McCulloch. Used to be good. I haven't really looked into him lately. He he was always under the radar, just steady, good, nothing flashy. Um, but they got some forwards that are going to be interesting to watch uh, develop. Domi declare. Dylan Strom will be interesting to see if he makes the NHL this year. But uh, Lawson Kraus was part of that Bolin trade. I. I I don't know what his NHL ceiling is. Oh, they got Verbata back. Redeem. That's but not a bad one. They're um, they're not a team that's they're they're best off doing the tank thing. 
but unfortunately well, like, they have a team in their division that is going to probably throw a wrench in that plan. Yeah, but Mark, Mark Smith will help. Yeah, potentially. You're right. Um, who's the other? Oh, Edmonton, again, they're like a hamster in the wheel. They just keep churning and nothing happens. I don't... I, I want them to be good, but then I want them to be good the right way. You know, I don't want them to just fall into dumb luck. I like their forwards. Yeah, but we've said that how many years now? And that's even with totally fucking up the Hall trade. Yeah, no, no, I, yeah, I, I get that. It, they had so much depth there that you, if they were going to screw up a trade, screw it up from a position of strength, and that's what they did at least. So, I mean, they got Lucic to fill the left wing hole by Hall, and obviously Lucic is not anywhere close to as good as Hall, but he's still, like I just told you, in L.A., he was one of two first-line rate players at even strength. Can can he keep up with that team? L.A. and Boston both play a slow game. That is totally fair. That is totally fair. Lucic is not that kind of player. And they got him on the premise of we've got to protect Conor McDavid. McDavid didn't get injured by a dirty hit because no one can catch up to him. He got hit. He got hurt because he was skating around people and, and, you know, got slightly bumped on on a light edge. I mean... The listen, philosophy behind it is what drives you nuts. Lucic was on Boston when Cook destroyed Mark Savard. So, yeah, prevention, whatever. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, no. I, I, and that's probably why I guess That's a bad it. mindset to have to get a guy. But Lucic is still same, a top six winger, though. It's the same GM as well. That's the thing that probably pisses me off right, the most. Right. You right. So... Yeah, but yeah, look, you, it's it's the thing. He's definitely a top six forward. The question is, which which center is he going to blend with? Because they've got three, three um, good ones, man. Do they three, ever? Three. They've Pittsburghed up the middle, definitely. And you sit there and look at it, and it's like you've just got to find one that he can keep up with, and he'll be fine. If he gets left behind though, because they're too quick, that's when you're going to find a problem. You with can him. have a, a slower guy, and it can work. Benito. Yeah, look, Benito's slow and he can work. It's just one of those things where he's not going to be able to play at the breakneck speed that Connor McDavid can. He's just going to have to play with his brain, and he has proven that he's got one. All right, so, so. here's here's where I stand on this. The, the forwards, you got McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and Dreisaitl down the middle. That's, I, you know, how much better does it get than that, really? Um, not much, I don't think. <laughs> Uh, down the right side is where you can have some interesting conversations. Everly, obviously, bona fide NHL, good player. They need Nail to be Nail this year, and hopefully they'll put him in um, a situation where he can showcase why he was the number one overall pick. We'll see what they do there. But they have three centers that they could put him on a wing and see what happens. And then uh, Paul Jarvie is a right winger. That's three skilled right wingers. To go with the three skilled centers, that's good. Uh, Lucic, left winger, he's a top six left winger. Pouliot, Benoit Pouliot is a good player. Fit him somewhere. Uh, and then you just got to find that third left winger, I suppose. And But that's not where their problems are. No, it's what happens. It's how they get the puck to them. 
Darnell Nurse needs to be a guy for them. Adam Larson is going to be unfairly judged because of the trade, and that he, he can't control that. He's a second-pairing dude. He's Jeff Petrie, but they already had Jeff Petrie. Yeah, uh, I didn't watch Jeff Petrie. But you know what I mean? Like, they didn't really oh, markedly exactly. improve no, like, things. Yeah. No, they got worse. Clefbaum, I really like them taking the chance on that long-term deal. He's going to be a good player for them, and Sakara's okay. Cam Talbot, I don't know. But Gustafson behind him, blah. <laughs> so... Just so it's it's they're tantalisingly close to getting it right. It just doesn't. I don't trust the general manager. That's all. You know, they're two good moves away from being really really good, and they're two good moves away from being a disaster again. Like trading for Griffin Reinhardt, it's kind of looking like he's not gonna be a thing. Yeah, that wasn't this group of management though, was it? It was the one before. But I'm just saying it doesn't change no, what no, they I... have. They traded a 16 and a 32 or something like that for him. And, mm. um, you know, he's, he's stuck in neutral from everything I read. Uh, just just too many years of incompetence at, at this hockey club. That's all. And, and you just hope for the fans. New arena that it all sort of changes and turns around and, and moves in a positive direction. So... They got a horrifically scary new mascot that should scare the shit out of every kid that walks in the building. I haven't even seen that. (laughs) That's brutal. I don't even know what the hell it is. It's like a freaking creepy bobcat or some shit. So, I guess that's the Pacific. We have three teams making it, and it might be the three California teams with Calgary nipping. Yeah, I... Man, those Good luck. San Jose, I like those those other those SoCal California teams. I have especially Anna, Anaheim depresses me because they they had a they had a good thing going and they just totally fucked it up voluntarily. Uh, I just yeah, I don't know. Like it's I think it's like you said, it's going to be a five three split. Likely. Most, most, yeah, most likely. Um, Those central teams are going to have to take care of business against the East and the Pacific if they want five. Not saying they can't, but if they if they break five hundred against the East and the Pacific and they beat the shit out of each other in the division, they may end up four and four. Yeah, only so many points to go around. Yeah, that's a good point. I suppose. Yeah, I was going to say it's one of those things where you know how some years. Teams just own a team, or teams just can't beat a team. If everyone in the central has a team like that in the central, then I think it will. It'll balance out, and it'll just be four and four. For there each, used to so. be a triangle like that in um, the old Northeast Division. Buffalo would always beat Toronto. Toronto would always beat Ottawa. Ottawa would always beat Buffalo. And it was just like a weird dynamic. They kind of all split points in that weird way. Yeah, well, the central could certainly be a part of all of that. There's absolutely no no doubt about that. I just I don't know. It doesn't feel as though the West this year is going into last year's season. I thought it was West or nothing. If the cup was going to be one, it was going to be one out of the West. That was how I felt. I don't know whether I said that at the time, but that was how it felt. I don't feel as confident 
this year about that feeling. No, because you got Pittsburgh, Tampa, Washington that are as good as any team in the West. Florida, Florida coming up strong. So there's four yeah. good teams right off the bat that I can think of there. Not that the West doesn't have those, but the West used to have the top, top end teams. Like when Chicago and L.A. were going strong, there was really no – there was them and then a huge gap. And that's I think gone. the other problem – I think the other problem I have is that – with this divisional playoff series that they've got on the go, a lot of top teams get knocked out early. Also they all have to play to each other. Out, that Pacific Division, it's easier to get out of. You just you win, you get into your first. You win the Pacific Division. Theoretically, you should at least get to the second round. Actually, no, I'll rephrase that. If not if, it, not if it's the 5-3, because you yeah, might get a better central team. There's no reward. <laughs> if you're if you're second in the Pacific, you should get out, because you're only playing yourself. You have a better That's chance it. to get out. Yeah, because you're only playing yourself. You win the Pacific, it, you get maybe one of them badass central teams. Congrats. Yeah, well, talk to Anaheim. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's what cost Boudreaux his job, the freaking playoff divisional system um anything else in regards to the divisions uh no other than we're wrong so we know <laughs> we know thanks for thanks for telling uh, us reminder good luck i'd love to see your central predictions we'll check them and see how great they are too oh they're wrong this is too. Why I, great this is nobody's why gonna get it right nobody's getting the central right <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it is a sucky division. I, I totally agree in to regards predict? to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be great to watch, like, if you're, you know, if you're into sort of watching groups of games, the central ones will definitely be interesting to watch in regards to how it ebbs and flows throughout the year. But, yeah, trying to predict the division is stupid. So, um, at Walsh, she's 66, at Gunnerstall, at hockey, hockey underscore Hertz. HockeyBuzz.com. I have written versions of these uh, Western divisions already. Uh, next couple days, I'm going to have the Atlantic and the Metropolitan, hopefully, if I can find some time. Patreon.com slash HockeyHurts for uh, voluntary financial donations to the podcast. Uh, other than that, um, we'll be back next time, hopefully, with the... So, with the east uh, yep we're out have a good one see you <laughs> bye <laughs>